When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. To the Green Bay Packers and the the Atlanta Falcons. And we got some things to talk about here as well. Now, luckily, not too many things on the injury side, but we do have Aaron Jones, hamstring, Christian Watson, hamstring. We're going to see how that plays out. Neither one of them practice today. Tomorrow at 930, we will be having Brian Scott on for an injury inquire episode. We'll be talking to him about that then and get a better idea of what their availability is going to be. Uh, in the meantime, I'm not streaming Jordan Love yet. It was sort of promising, the two touchdowns, but still 55% completion percentage. And Desmond Ritter, <laughs> he was bad. Let's talk about that in the context of Bijan Robinson, Chris. With Bijan, obviously, he was he was fine. He gets the touchdown. He gets the 16 opportunities. He was the number one receiver. In fact, he had 33% team target share. It's like a, a wide receiver one level. It's freaking ridiculous. And I'm not even that upset or concerned about the about the, the, the workload between him and Tyler Algier because Algier had nine of his 15 carries in the fourth quarter when that game was already over. It really wasn't as close as people try to make it out to be. So what do you make of Bijan and Desmond Ritter and what you saw of the Arthur Smith offense? I mean, I think I make the same thing I kind of make going into this season. For me, Bijan was going to be a guy who was going to be utilized as a weapon, not necessarily the bell cow back. I think Algier is going to have a role of going out throughout the season. I think Arthur Smith's kind of shown you that and what Atlanta's going to do is whenever they can kind of just win with their backs, they're going to try to do so. Um, I think what we saw last week was a, a team that hasn't won their first opening game, I think, in the most decade. Um, and I think what you saw Desmond Ritter do was go 15 for 18 for a buck 18, which looks horrible. But then you look around the league and you realize everybody threw up like under 150 yards. I mean, Joe Burrow had 83 fucking yards. I mean, it's, it was like it was ridiculous <laughs> watching football last week. So I think it's really hard to you know judge too harshly, um, and I think what you're looking at was an Atlanta team that once they got up and they knew they could just win, Desmond Ritter wasn't going to pull the trigger. Now Arthur Smith did call him out after the you know the game, talked about some of the opportunities of pushing the ball down the field. They didn't like the sacks he was holding on the ball for, but I think you saw a quarterback basically just not want to lose the game for the team and held the ball accordingly. I don't know if it's going to carry over yet this week, so I don't make judgment yet there. But the backfield, to me, Bijan's still going to be a stud. I just think it's going to be a little bit differently where people think was just going to, he's going to get all the carries. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be heavily involved. 
Well, I, and I said this to you going into it, and why Bijan was my number one. All he has to do is get fifty percent of the carries, and he's going to get over three hundred total touches. And he's not off, he's not off by that at all. And eventually, I do think it will flip in the sense of it's Bijan getting fifty five, fifty eight percent, and not Tyler Algier. So I'm not worried about Bijan at all. You saw how special of a player he is. I will say with Ritter. I do think this carries on because his yards per target and his air yards per target were exactly the same as what we saw in four games last year. Now, I don't think it's going to equate into Drake London never gets targeted, and we can move into that conversation real quick if you want to, uh, but I do think that carries on because it's right in line with what we saw last year. Adam, help me out with Drake London. I mean, what do you do with this guy? Do, do you can't play him. Do you, do you keep him? How long do you keep him for? Do you try to trade him? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think you have to keep him for now. Uh, I'm not sure how long you would keep him. Uh, to be honest with you, he was someone that I avoided at cost this offseason just by sheer I don't believe in the quarterback. Uh, I, I just really don't. I you know love him as a wide receiver. Uh, same with Pitts. Love Pitts as a tight end. I don't trust Ritter to consistently throw for more than 200 yards, to consistently complete more than 20 balls. So that just kind of ruins this whole offense from a fantasy perspective. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a real concern. And, again, it's not the ability of uh, a Pitts or of a London. It's just the nature of this passing offense. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, Kyle Pitts, I have ranked at, at since you mentioned him, I have him ranked at 12th. Just, just, you know, like just because like the talent gap there, I, I can't bring myself to put him any lower. I don't feel good about it. At all. Chase, do you? You feel any better about it? No, not at all. I have him down at 14. I, I mean, I, the problem is, is you've got two guys on you've got two guys on the team, Drake London and Kyle Pitts. They're both target monsters. They're both gonna soak up a gigantic amount of targets share on that team. But the problem is they're not gonna see many bankable targets, anything that they can actually do anything with. Uh, and as, as long as, you know, the yards per target are gonna be minuscule, shorter than me, and I'm five five. Uh, you know, then they're not going to score you anything in fantasy. Kyle Pitts is going to be this continually frustrating you know, entity until we can either get him out of Atlanta, which won't happen for a while, or we can get somebody in there that can throw the ball. Whether that becomes Desmond Ritter, I'm not overly confident in. But uh, yeah, there are two guys right now I don't want any part of in my lineups. Um, I'm not bailing on them if I have them on my roster yet. But if I can get somebody, what I'm hoping for is that one of them, if they're on my roster, I'm hoping for just a flash game and then I can nail somebody who, yeah, lost lost somebody and, and, and needs or needs help in one of those two rooms. Yeah, I agree. The engine's going to be the running backs. Chris, talk about running backs. Let's go back to Green Bay real quick. Let's assume Aaron Jones has a hamstring injury and he winds up being out and he didn't practice today. And that means everything gets turned over to A.J. Dillon. Right now, I have him ranked at RB35. Obviously, if Aaron Jones is out, I'll be bringing him up much higher than that. But only because of volume. I don't know if A.J. Dillon's any good anymore, man. Like, 1.9 yards per target looked slow as could slow could be. Just didn't look good at all. And up until Aaron Jones tweaked his hamstring, this wasn't actually like a one-two punch like it had been in the past. It was all Aaron Jones. What do you make of A.J. Dillon? Yeah, I I think it's kind of hard from the judge running backs as well. We had a lot of guys who also didn't have great yards per carry. Offensive lines really weren't opening holes. And I think the big thing for A.J. Dillon is a guy who has to kind of get his legs moving. He isn't going to guy who can dance in the background. He's not going to beat you with his speed around the corner. Aaron Jones's big plays came with him utilizing his speed and beating Chicago to the edge. That's not what A.J. Dillon is going to do. And I also think some of the game call 
Um, you know, we're going to cover the Rams going forward, but some of these teams are putting running backs in situations where we know what the play call is basically going to be. It's going to be to them, where they're going to hand the ball to them, and everybody and their mom on first down and 10 knows what the play is going to be and prepare for it. So I think A.J. Dillon, if he's going to be actually utilized when you don't know what's coming, I think it'll be much more effective than when it's kind of now you have a role, you're going to be this guy, and we know what you're going to call when he's in this game. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. And like I said, if Aaron Jones is out, he's getting all the volume. You play him, he'll probably be, if not in my top 24, right around there. Last guy I want to talk about for this matchup is Romeo Dobbs. I have him actually quite a bit ahead of the ECR, but I'm also ranking him as if I think Christian Watson's going to miss another game because it didn't sound like quite like Christian Watson was quite back and he didn't come back to practice today. So I do have him at 34. ECR's got him at 41. And even though he wasn't 100%, you could just see there's clear chemistry, I believe, between Jordan Love and Romeo Dobbs. You especially saw in the red zone. He had five targets, which was tied for the most on the team, even though he was third in snaps and second in routes run. It didn't seem to matter. So Romeo Dobbs a little bit healthier this week. Adam, are you starting him in your flex? Yeah, I'm, I'm in that situation where I have him kind of in my flex considerations in a few leagues, right? Where he's, he's kind of a guy that's coming in and out uh, depending on the matchup. And for me, I've been erring on the side of playing him uh, when I was doing my lineups today, you know, starting to get ready for the weekend. Um, I'm erring on the side of playing him. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the Packers are favorite at minus one, the over under 40 and a half. I have to wait to see if Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, alike are going to play before I decide to pull the trigger on that one way or another. Let's get.